The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... everyone and welcome to the Sunny and Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hello everyone. Hey, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about life without Chris Paul. We did this a little bit last week, but now we've seen three games without him and we'll talk a little bit about what the Suns will need to do to win some games in his absence. After that, we'll recap last week's three games against the Thunder, Pelicans, and Jazz, and then look forward to this week's games against the Blazers, Knicks, and Bucks. Shoutouts are in order for our bet question from last week. We were guessing Devin Booker points in the game against the Thunder, the first game post-All-Star break. So shout out to Omar at Midcard at Best. He got it right on the dot with 25. So that's really impressive. I also want to give another shout out to at Swahi H on Twitter, who said 26. It was so close that I'm like, I'll give two shout outs to get within one point is really good. So Omar got it right on the dot. So congratulations to you. But also congratulations to Swahi H. I almost kept it within 20. Yeah. So between the two of us, actually, (laughs) you said 48. I said 40 (laughs) just to be safe. Uh, so that means I win. We're now tied seven to seven. All right. This is where it gets exciting. Yeah. We still don't know. We were just talking about this. I haven't paid off my loss from last season yet, and we have no idea what the stakes for this season are, (laughs) but we're doing it. Yeah. And it is tied now. So maybe after the show, we should decide. Yeah. Maybe we'll think about it. Or before next one, and we let everyone tweet at us at sunny and phx pod help us set the bet uh yeah nothing too wild i want to say we asked this at the beginning of the season (laughs) but i don't remember well it's been a few months uh time to answer us now yeah right all right so any ideas for how we could pay off a bet (laughs) okay so life without chris paul we've seen three games now Uh, Started off with a win, dropped the second two, and in those second two, the moments later in the game just became so apparent how much we were missing that guy. Uh, A lot of pressure comes on Devin Booker. We knew this was going to happen, especially with campaign still out. But Booker's the, the ball is in his hands a lot of the game, a ton of the game. 
if the defense can make make him give up the ball, they're in a better better shot right there to get a stop. So we we need other guys to step up, and you know this week it just it didn't quite happen. No, it didn't. I mean the the Thunder game was fine, but other than that, it was it was pretty apparent. I mean the Jazz game I think is the most glaring because it was close. And I think a game like that with Chris Paul, we typically would have won by 10 and we would have seen Chris Paul do his thing in crunch time. Pelicans game, whatever. I'm not that concerned about that. Second night of a back-to-back. Pelicans have been hot lately. Whatever. That, games like that are going to happen. But the Jazz game, I mean, yeah, you really saw the impact of Chris Paul's absence in that game. Well, think about how that game ended with the absolutely terrible Jay Crowder turnover. Uh, right. It, that was that was just very unnecessary for that to happen that way. Uh, I, I'm surprised we didn't call a timeout as soon as things were getting tough and as soon as we were getting pressured. I think a timeout should have been called. Yeah, I do not understand that at all. But keep in mind, what if Chris Paul were in the point guard? Uh, yeah. The ball wouldn't have been outletted to anyone other than Chris Paul. He would have been calling the timeout or, you know, even getting across half court. I, I can't even think of the rule right now late in the game. but You can advance it, I believe. Okay, but either way, Chris Paul knows that rule. The ball would have been in his hands. I, I just have a feeling. And, you know, that didn't necessarily lose us the game either. Uh, no. We still would have had to hit a three to tie it at that point. Right. So, right. Eh, you it win also some, never you comes down to one play. Either. 100%. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of so, I mean, we had a chance to go in for the kill, and we didn't. So True. And yeah. it was uh, it was cool of Jay to own up to it on social media afterwards. He said, this one's on me. He did have a solid game otherwise, though. Uh, he had some big threes in this one. Four for eight from downtown. Five for ten yeah. from the floor. Yeah. Yeah, he was not bad. But that's actually something that I found really interesting in this rotation. We kind of got what we were asking for of Booker, Bridges, Johnson, Crowder, and Aiton in the starting lineup. Right. And uh, the bench has suffered. Cam Johnson is the spark off the bench, clearly. And ooh, our bench has been dismal. That's very true. And with Cam in the starting lineup, he's been playing solid. He's had some yeah, nice games he's been for great. sure. He had 21 against the Thunder. He had 15 against the Pelicans. And in the Jazz game here, he had 23. So he's been he's been pulling his weight, but obviously that's missing production off the bench. And like JaVale's had a couple rough games in a row. Aaron Holiday was out for the the second game of this week, so we were missing him. And then Landry Shamit still not doing still a ton for us. Can't find that groove. And I mean, is it gonna take campaign coming back into this lineup to get us squared away a little bit or are we relying on Aaron Holiday who's brand new to the team or are we relying on Landry Shamit to take a big step up and at what point does Alfred Payton get put into those Landry Shamit minutes uh, I know it I know it yeah well and I think we're so used to seeing Chris Paul run with four bench guys through a big chunk of the you know second quarter a little bit of the third and, yeah, we're missing that so much because, I mean, Chris Paul can facilitate and set up a 
Pumpkin on Wheels. <laughs> oh, nice. Throwback for long, long time fans. I mean, he could he could set up anyone. You and I could score in the NBA if Chris Paul was the point guard. You know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a bucket, maybe a bucket. But you know, Chris Paul can set anyone up, and it is just so apparent when he is not out there. And even though Aaron Holiday overall has been pretty good, uh, it's just such a huge step down. Right. And even when Booker's out there with the bench, when this normally happens, if it's D book and a few bench guys and Chris Paul's on the bench, D book's job is to score. That's what he's used to this year and last year now. Mm -hmm. But now it's, uh, he's in there with those guys. I don't want to say he doesn't trust everyone else, but he knows that he's the best scorer still. And those guys need someone to get them going. And I don't know if Booker's quite that guy, even though he has been putting up great assist numbers since Chris has been out and steals. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Booker has been not completely reverting back to how things were pre-Chris Paul, but that really wasn't all that long ago. So, you know, he remembers what that was like and, yeah, he's getting double teamed. He's being forced to make very quick decisions. And so far, Booker has still been very good. Um, but yeah, it's just really tough when he's not out there, especially, and it's just the bench. Yeah, it's been rough. I mean, Tory Craig has not been shooting very well since his return to Phoenix. Uh, Landry Shamit, like you said, struggling. Aaron Holiday being out and, you know, struggling a little bit at times. JaVale having rough games. It's tough. It is. And another thing to worry about are the minutes that especially Booker's piling mm-hmm. up. He played almost 40 in that Jazz game. Yep. Uh, 38 in the Thunder game. 37 in the Pelicans game. So he's piling up those minutes. He's young. He can handle them, I'd say even though we have seen him have those nagging hamstring injuries. Yes. You know, I, I just don't I don't love seeing him have to play 40 minutes per game. I really hope that changes when pain comes in because that cannot last through the whole regular season. Yeah, and I think we were all considering that campaign would be back by this Jazz game last Sunday, and he's not. So here's to hoping that he plays against the Blazers on Wednesday. Right, and still no update on that. We're recording Monday night, and uh, yeah, we still haven't heard anything about Cam, but sure hope he is back because that will change a lot of things. Will that change the starting lineup? Uh, we're not sure. I, I'd, yeah, I'd like to see... Man, I don't know what I'd rather see. Do we stick with this starting lineup and then bring Cam in off the bench? What, what would you like to see? I think that's what I would like to see right there. Um, to just have a facilitator on the floor with that bench unit. I think that's what I would prefer. But, I don't know, Cam Johnson coming in off the bench is a nice spark, too. Yeah, that's true. I I like the pace that Cam would bring for that bench because maybe that would be the best thing. Get those guys up and running. Uh, Shamit, Craig. Man, maybe we'll even see Campaign and Aaron Holiday share a backcourt off the bench. I, I, I could see that. I would not be surprised. That, that'd that be a very aggressive backcourt, 
as for coming off a bench, those guys want to go get buckets. So that'd be kind of fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's most likely we still bring pain off the bench, especially early on, but you know, and at the same time, it's been three games. There's going to be an adjustment period. We're still figuring out how this is going to work without Chris Paul until the playoffs. The Warriors also lost recently. So we've still got a six game lead in the, in the West. I think we'll be okay. You know, one thing I will say about this lineup, the current starting lineup that we've been seeing, the the amount of switchability is very high. Oh, and, yeah. You know, we don't uh, – not that you want – our smallest guy on the court would be Booker. Not that we want him covering a center, but I'd rather have Book banging down low with the center than Chris Paul. Oh, yeah, totally. And we have to keep in mind, too, the Jazz have the number one offense in the NBA. And it was a three-point game. We played pretty decent defense. I mean, we really contained Donovan Mitchell, especially in that second half. So the Jazz were a really good team. They're hot. They're, you know, best offense. Very, very good defense, too. They're a great team. So it's going to happen. Yeah. And so off to a one and two start without Chris Paul. Had it been a two and one start, I think we'd all be very, very happy about that. And look yeah. how close that jazz game was. So so close. So we're, close. You know, we're in the ballpark without Chris still. It, it shows this team can still win games. Uh, you know, Blazers, Knicks, and Bucks next week. That Bucks game will sure be something, but we can match up with the Blazers and Knicks with these guys. So I'd really yeah. love to see this bench unit and, you know, the backcourt in general, just get it going and uh, make things a little easier on us without Chris. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. Okay, game recaps from last week. We'll start with the Thunder, the lone win of the week. And this one's fun just because we get three guys – with 20-plus points in Booker, Johnson, and Bridges. Uh, All homegrown guys getting 20-plus points. Of course, we'd like to see Aiton in there. He had a kind of poor game against the Thunder. But all those guys with 20-plus is a great thing to see. Yeah, plus Crowder with 17 as well. Um, This was a very fun game. It was a nice little... Confidence boost post All-Star break. I'm like, I know it's the Thunder, but after this game, I was like, we're going to be just fine without Chris Paul. I <laughs> <laughs> um, think that stands out. Booker was plus 26. That's pretty nice. That's wild. Um, 25 points on 16 shots, 9 for 16. Very efficient. And Aaron Holiday had a good one in this. 5 for 5 from the floor, 12 points. For sure. So, There's always just going to be a little something that's worrisome, though. And, like, that second quarter, we got outscored 31-17. to Yeah. And that second quarter is obviously Booker sitting for about half of it and then everyone else trying to make up for it. And like we just talked about, we need to see some improvement in that that sector of the game for sure. But, you know, we can get by a team like the Thunder in these situations. But, you know, Pelicans who've been hot, Jazz, it's a different story. Yeah, exactly. So, still, I mean, every win counts, and I was really hoping to have 50 by the time we recorded this, but we'll get there. I'm sure we'll have it by next time. But yeah, I mean, still, good confidence boost. I'll always enjoy a 20-point win, even over a really bad team. 
Sure. And this this game is the one where the bench did step up. We had Holiday with 12, yeah. Shamit with 10, JaVale with 9 and 8 boards. So they, they pulled their weight in this one, and then yeah, they, they pretty well vanished in the next two. Yes, that's absolutely right. And that Pelicans game, a loss, final score, 117 to 102. Uh, again, we're led by D-Book, 30 points in this one. Then Aiton comes alive for 20. Only five rebounds for Aiton, though, in this one, which is it's just a little interesting to see. We, we see Craig with eight leading the team off the bench. Their big man, Valanchunas, had 17. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Craig had 11. Yeah. Valanchunas with 17, though. That's a that's a lot of rebounds. Yes, that is concerning. Um, Booker, 30 points on 10 for 24, shooting minus 21. Yeah, uh, that's not good. So, yeah, I mean, he was just basically forcing it, trying to do it all. But, yeah, I mean, the Pelicans are actually a pretty good team. I They're making a bit of a playoff push, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get in. No, At least you, the, the plan, you know. Yeah, if they're getting games like this out of McCollum and Ingram, and then Valanchunas with 18 and 17, I mean, that yeah. can make some noise. That's scoring from the guard spot, the forward spot, and the center spot. All those guys, you know, from all angles. Valanchunas even shooting the three pretty well this year, not in this game, yeah. but, I mean, he's he's a he's dangerous from everywhere. Yeah. Jackson Hayes, too. He didn't do much in this game, but I like him. He's, I mean, I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Yeah. Uh, too bad that they're... Star is uh, too out of shape and all that to I even know, be yeah. in town with the team. That's such a crazy it story. It is. I mean, you just got to imagine what it would be like if Zion were ready to go. Yeah. Feel bad for Pels fans. Yeah, that, that is tough. And uh, our coach, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, our old assistant who's coaching uh, the Pelicans. Oh, uh, um, Borrego? Nope. No, that's the Hornets. Um, oh man, Green, Green. Yeah, Willie Green, Willie Green. Yep. I, you know, when you get when you come into a new team, it's probably not because the team is in a great situation and you're ready to win a bunch of games. That's not normally going to happen in a new head coach hire. So he was probably expecting some turbulence along the way, but with these guys uh they can make some noise this year and who knows what'll happen next year if Zion does come back or not but yeah you know they have a lot to play for this season uh the trade that probably got thing got everyone a little bit hyped up and Ingram and Valanciunas yeah it's a solid team it is and yeah so our bench did nothing though in this game Tory Craig had 2 points i mean okay rebounding he was good but 2 points Javale had 2 points Alfred Payton had two points. Isaiah Wainwright had three points. And Landry Shamit had eight. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. That's not going to win very many games. It is not. No, I we, we need to get Cam back. And it's just very apparent. Uh, yep. It's very apparent. Okay. Recap the Jazz game a little bit. This was a fun one to watch. Uh, kind of cool being on ABC. Didn't love watching the game that early, though. That's just me I did. I loved that time. Did I thought you? it was great. Oh, yeah. We got everything we needed done before that game. 
we had just gotten back from getting gas at Costco, sat down and watched the game, and still had a whole day left, basically. Nice. Yeah, that, that is nice. I'm just, I'm into the night games, though. I, yeah. I, it just feels, it feels right. I'm in that routine. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, a tough loss here. Started off really nice. The team looked ready to go right out of the gate. Uh, we had guys, you know, Booker with 30 again, Johnson with 23, Aiton with 23, Crowder 16, Bridges 11. The starting five all showed up. Yet again, the bench just not it. We have nothing. Yeah, exactly. McGee yeah. minus 20, Holiday minus 12. Craig minus 15, Sham at minus two. And that's in uh, Holiday played 20 minutes. The other guys played 11, 12, 13 minutes. Yep. I know. And, I mean, the, I think one thing that I noticed is we went away from Aiton. Aiton was 11 for 15. I mean, there was a point where he hadn't – maybe he missed one shot. He was playing really, really well. And then in that third quarter, we just went away from him. He needed to take 20 shots in this game. I agree. And when you see Aiton being aggressive like that against the best defender in the league and scoring right. over him, right. why go away from him? Feed him. Feed yeah. that man. Get that, get that, you know, the get the, get his ego going a little bit. Like, hey, man, yeah. you dominate Rudy Gobert. He's the best in the league, and you right. just handled him. Keep feeding him. I, we don't have Chris Paul right now. Someone else has to step up. Feed the big man. He's so smooth around the basket. He plays hard on both ends. And, I mean, after he came back from the injury, it looked like it took him a couple games to get back into gear. But, I mean, in this one, you saw him play hard all night. Yeah, he's back. And he hit a three. Like, you know his confidence was high. He hit a three. And, actually, our our starters were great from three. Eight and one for one. Booker four for eight. Bridges over one. Whatever. Well, not whatever. That we missed that. Uh, Crowder four for eight. Cam Johnson four for six. But then the bench: Tory Craig zero for three. Landry Shamet zero for one. So not a lot. The Jazz they shoot a ton of threes and they make a ton of threes too. So they're a hard team to stop. But yeah, we just could not keep up. Yeah, it it's a bummer when you shoot it better than them, but they shoot so many more than you that. That's the difference of the game. Right. You know? Like but, Donovan Mitchell goes six for 11. If Booker would have taken three more threes, he could have had that same stat line. Sure. And yeah, that's uh, that makes the game a little bit closer. And this was a close game except for the third quarter. They they got us in the third. It yeah. was 38-29, and the, the wheels just fell off. And there were times where we got it really tight, and then it ballooned back out. And then at the very end of the game, though, uh, we don't need to talk more about the yeah, crowd yeah. turnover. That was a rough one, man. It that was, was tough. But it the fact bad. that we had pulled ourselves back into that position, uh, the clutch minutes, you know, uh, it's just good to see that we're, we're up to the task, but the execution just quite wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't there. And, again, we go back to the bench. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, who – Man, he's just been a son's killer. This He's good. He has. 22 points in 25 minutes, plus 20. I mean, he was good. Two steals, too. He's just pesky. Like, ugh, annoying. But, like, he's, yeah, he's a good player. 
Yep, so, he's, he gets those shots up that you think shouldn't be shot, but they're all they're all net. I right, mean, he's, right. He's an impressive shot maker, that's for sure. Yeah, and, you know, they hit a few like that, too, like the Donovan Mitchell fadeaway bank three. You he know. banked in two threes. That's right. He banked in two. How often does that happen? So, you know, in a seven-game series, I'll still take the Suns. Yeah, with Chris Paul back, too, please. Oh, yeah. All right, so that was uh, the first week back from the All-Star break without Chris Paul. Uh, expectations should be tempered a little bit for the rest of the regular season, but uh, we're all just really hopeful campaign comes back soon, and then obviously that Chris Paul is ready for the playoffs. Yep. All right, next week we have three games, two home games before uh, we go on a little three-game road trip. So we have the Blazers Wednesday, the Knicks on Friday, and the Bucks on Sunday. This Blazers game, I have no idea what to make of the Blazers. Like, they have Damian Lillard and who else now? <laughs> well, well, Lillard being out. Right, and he's out, yeah. They've had uh, Anthony Simons, who's oh, just right. taken he's a huge good. step up and he has pretty been. much has been filling Dame and CJ's role. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah. He's just getting buckets, and that's about all he can do at this point, but he's been impressive doing it lately, so that's... That looks like the guy that you're going to have to shut down. Yeah. And is, okay, I might be totally wrong on this, but Nurkic, Yusuf Nurkic still plays for the Blazers, right? Yes. Okay. And he's playing again. Or is I he assume hurt? so. No, I, assume I think so. he just got hurt. I think he got hurt again. <laughs> he's one of those guys that I'm like, wait, does he still play for the Blazers? Oh, he has not played since the break. Oh, okay, at least mind. four weeks with okay, Planter. Okay, never mind. Yeah, okay. Okay, so this should be fine. I mean, you can't overlook anyone, but this that's, one should be okay. That's very true. This is the this is the I'd put my money on this win and then the next one is the Knicks on Friday. I'd put a little less money on that one just because the Knicks are uh they're a capable team. They have some good yes. tools. It depends on if Julius Randle wants to show up and play, which he has been lately. So Yeah, he has. This will be a good contest for sure before we head out on the road. Right. Well, and I think it's tough because we are now facing these teams that are either trying to get into the playoffs or trying to get better playoff position. And yeah, that's where the Knicks are. I mean, these games are very important to the Knicks. So we're going to get their best. Julius Randle is going to, you know, he's going to work hard in this game. This is actually our bet question game though. So, you all may have noticed in the, the game last Sunday, which was on ABC national television, um, Chris Paul was wearing a rolled beanie. And we were just kind of discussing that, and we were inspired. So we are actually both wearing rolled beanies right now as we squeak, if you will. Correct. So uh, our bet question <laughs> is, will Chris Paul wear a beanie on the sideline in the game against the Knicks? Now, before I'll, I'll go first, because it's my turn to go first. We got to keep a few things in mind. Phoenix is experiencing heat, a heat wave. Uh, it was about, it was like high 70s today. It's supposed to be in the 80s Tuesday. Wednesday is going to be, I think 88 is the high. Thursday, it's going to come down, but it's like 85. By Friday, when this game is, uh, it's going to be down a little bit, but not fully. Let me see. Friday... 
71 on Friday. So after about four straight days, I guess the high today was 83. I didn't realize that. Um, after about four straight days of unusual heat, we're going to be down to 71 for the high. So keep that in mind. The other thing I want to add is Cam Johnson had his lemonade stand for the Super Bowl bet he had with Mikhail Bridges. And in a video that the Suns posted, Chris Paul is not wearing a beanie, though the high was 83 today. So just keep all of that in mind. With that said, <laughs> my answer is no. Okay, I'll go yes. We're going to break the tie. Okay, uh, That's going to happen, unless there's some sort of half beanie that we can't, you know, <laughs> determine if it's a beanie or not. Uh, the tie will be broken. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, I hope it's nice and chilly in the footprint. Yeah, well, they do have good AC in the foot. So, yeah, we'll, we will definitely have to see. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of, actually, on this note... I have this weird issue in my foot that I think is tendonitis, but it seems to get worse when it gets cold. So mm. I'm not about the chilly foot life. Like I need it to be a little warmer so that I don't have this. It just feels like a big bruise on the side of my foot. It's a good thing you're already here in the desert. That's right. The desert's healing powers and, you know, all that. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the warmth. So yeah. I actually have no idea if it's related to heat, but yeah, that's something that I deal with right now. It's I actually a lot better right now. I thought you were going to use that uh, transition to go right into our non-sports. That well, would have been. I can. Yeah. I do want to talk about the Bucks just for a second, though. Oh, okay, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. There's a little bit of podcast left. That's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about this game. It's in Milwaukee, and we destroyed them last time. So, yeah, uh, this might not go super well for us. Yeah, I'm worried about this one, too. This is the one I would not bet money on a Suns win. Uh, yeah. You, you got to think, though, this is almost a week away from recording. Got to hope that campaign's back. I yes. mean, campaign's not going to go in there and stop Giannis or what the Bucks do well to win games, but we need it back. You know, yes. we need him back no matter, you know, the impact that he has on the team, you know, the pace of the, you know, the pace of our offense and the shot making and shot creating that he can do. We, we just need that. I really hope he's back this week, especially by the Bucks game, because we'll need all the help we can get. Yes. But if we can go 2-1 and one over this week, I think that will be a great success. I, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. Now on to the non-sports section of the show. So keeping in line with Beanie Talk, a couple Beanie Boys over here, what is the maximum <laughs> temperature in which you would wear a beanie? Ah. Uh. Hmm. I'd have to stay say somewhere around the if it's over 50 there's no way I'm wearing a beanie mm, over 50 yeah wow okay well we strongly differ here and you know what I bet a big part of this is that we have very different hairstyles ah uh... yep so with 
I don't have super long hair anymore, but with longer hair, if you're having just a little bit of an off day, you throw a beanie on and it solves everything. <laughs> like, and then a lot of times when I take it off, it looks a little bit better and I can just kind of style it into place. So I would say I'd wear a beanie maybe even into the 70s. Oh, into the yeah. 70s? You'd wear a beanie into the 70s? Into the 70s. I'm not saying like 78 or anything, but... Okay. Into the 70s. I mean, at this point, I'm probably more likely to wear a beanie just at night, you know, but... Lately, I haven't been at all. I got a haircut recently, though, so that's probably why. Yeah. Um, shout out, actually, to Sammy at Humblebrag, if you're in Phoenix, 7th Ave and Indian School, right in the Melrose District. She does really good work. Ooh. So. On that note, I'm going to go Uptown Barbershop, 7th Ave, and Bethany Home. Excuse oh. me. Not 7th Ave. Uh... 15th Street? 15th Street, Bethany Home. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to our stylists. Uh, Mine is a barber, Mitchell. Mine is for sure a stylist. Yeah, okay, okay. But yeah. Yeah, I'm a big beanie fan. Though, yeah, I just haven't haven't been big on the beanies this year, but usually I am. I was like more in the, you know, December... Well, yeah, it's pretty warm in November anymore, but December, January, lately, not as much, because we're almost into March here. Well, when this comes out, we will be into March, so a little less beanie. A little beanie uh, topic here. Mm-hmm. I think I have short, straight hair. If I put a beanie on, I'm going to get hat head, and it's game over after that. Like I can't put on a beanie and then walk in, you know, like take my hat off and go into a restaurant because then I just look like a fool, you know? <laughs> so I, I have to be, you know, I have to be uh, strategic on when the beanie goes on. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm the exact opposite. I have long curly hair. So, well, not as long as usual, but yeah, I put the beanie on. Sometimes the beanie just tames it a little bit mm. on a day that it's like really not cooperating. It's all about that beanie. That's right. And we end the show there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hit us up on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Let us know your maximum temperature for beanie wearing. Uh, if you think Chris Paul will be wearing a beanie during the Knicks game. <laughs> and that's that's all the beanie topics. Yep, got them all. All right. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. And go Suns.